Hi everyone and welcome to Official Charts Take the Hit, a podcast where we get to know artists a little better as they face questions themed around the UK's best-selling singles of all time. Now these could be questions like, when did you last stay out all night like an Abba dancing queen? Or when did you last get lucky like Daft Punk? This week's guest is Danny Jones, who was part of the hugely successful boy band McFly for more than a decade. During that time, the band racked up an incredible 21 top 40 singles, and seven of those went all the way to number one. Some of their big hits were Five Colours in Her Hair, uh, All About You and Stargirl. And their first two albums, Room on the Third Floor and Wonderland, were also big number ones on the official albums chart. Since then, Danny's written songs for loads of other artists, including One Direction. He had a track on their Midnight Memories album. And this year, he has loads going on. He, uh, he recently released a five-track EP of solo music, which coincides with a string of UK tour dates this September. And he's also back as a coach on The Voice Kids on ITV. Danny actually invited us around to his to record this episode, and he even played us some songs in his recording studio in his back garden, which was very cool. And, uh, and also, towards the end of this episode, you'll hear we get interrupted by a FaceTime call by One Direction's Nell Horan. So <laughs> let's check it out. Danny Jones, hello. Hello. How, how are, are you? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Um, thanks so much for having us round to yours to do this. You're welcome. We're, um, you know, by the river with a flight path and some building work going on, so <laughs> what could be better? Don't undersell the house <laughs> with the flight path. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and thank you, well, you just had us in our, your little studio in the yeah. garden. Yeah. Very cute. That um, that room I have spent a lot of time in recently. I've had studios with, you know, live rooms and stuff. And this is kind of, this box that I've built in my garden is everything over the years. Kind of like, you know when you do a clear out your wardrobe? And yeah. You keep the good stuff. That's that. That's that, wa- <laughs> that's that wardrobe in the backyard. That is all the good stuff that, everything that I need, my workflow is fast. And over, yeah, like I've just produced my own EP in there, which is crazy. And I have to say, in the studio, I did notice uh, you've got Brit Award. Oh yeah. The platinum disc uh-huh. for Room on the, Room on the Third, third floor, floor. Yeah. I didn't see the official charts number one award. That's in there. That's, <laughs> oh, that's in the like you walk past that on your way in. Point. Wow. Yeah. So that's the first thing you see, and then that's kind of like you know the the. <laughs> When you get to know someone and you go, yeah, do you want to come to the studio? Yeah, cool. And then you get, oh, there's Brit and the, and the plaque. Okay. Right. Okay. So you're right, you're right at the front with like, That's you great. know. Yeah, you're right at the front with my Nickelodeon award. <laughs> Prestigious <laughs> you know, I don't uh, know why case. Else is there. Picture me and the wife. Um, are you ready to play Take the Hit? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Take the Hit. For cool. Sure. So just to briefly explain, I'm going to ask you a series of questions based on the UK's best-selling singles of all time. Oh, wow. And the questions are decided at random. Um, and the number that comes up will relate to where that song sits on the all-time bestsellers chart. Great. I did want to ask, do you know what McFly's best-selling single is? Um, do you keep track of these kind of things? I, I, I presume it's going to be All About You or Shine a Light. Well, you're correct, it's All About You. All About You. Followed by Shine a Light. Is it really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, there you go. Yeah. Okay, amazing. All About You, I remember this. I was sat in my bedroom at the band when we were in the band house. And someone's like, hey, mate, can you help me? I had a studio in my bedroom. Someone's like, hey, mate, can you help me record a song? I was like, yeah, no problem. What's it for? He's like, I want to record this song for Giovanna for uh, Valentine's Day. I said, yeah, cool, man, no problem. And he came in and he's like, I was like, mate, this song's sick. And he, he did it like a barbershop vibe. And I was like, okay, cool. And, you know, that's that's vibing, but why? I can't remember how it came about, but I was like, 
maybe I'll stick some like no Gallagher guitar in it or something like you know like just a bit of a vibe and yeah. the song was so good that we couldn't deny having it as a McFly song so this is this is Tom's song to his wife but it's not what's, what's amazing is like the song that you don't he didn't think it was going to be a single he didn't think it was going to be released but the one he the one he wrote for one person became globally huge yeah. do you know what I mean and that that's amazing because we always try and write these songs that oh let's appeal to the masses where really you'll need to appeal to one person but you know what's mad is like even though like they might be the best sellers sometimes you realise fan favourites are different I don't oh, know God, why yeah. that is yeah I was, I was pleased to shine a light up there I'm just saying yeah yeah channel has a tune man. Yeah. that was like a, a later in the in the catalogue kind of yeah so I wanted to, I'm going to ask you a question based on all about you. Okay. As it lends so nicely yeah. to new music, new solo music. Um, what inspired the songs? How did these songs come together? Because you have, you've produced these, written these. So the solo stuff, yeah, it kind of took a while. Obviously you heard like it came about kind of accidentally um, when I was trying to write. But then it's been like therapy because like, you know, like growing up with whatever experiences you grow up with, it's hard to write about. It's hard to like go back and revisit it and understand why you got anxiety, understand why you had this, understand why you, you are who you are yeah. because of it, right? But I I have more positives that I can pull than negatives. Yeah, I've had anxiety. Yeah, I've been down about it. Yeah, I don't talk to my dad anymore. But all the other things, i got some amazing tunes out of it. I've, I've, I feel self-helped in a way because of like situations that... I've written about, um, I didn't realize I felt that way. So it's kind of helped me. <laughs> and honestly, man, it's been like this huge um, two years of like becoming becoming a man, I suppose. I don't know. Like, I don't know what it is that, 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 that it is, but I've definitely become stronger by just writing about it and, and almost a weight off my shoulders. And it sounds really deep that, but there's also some amazing stuff like science is about the time that, you know, I was trying to get with my wife, Georgia, and the whole year. So there's fun stuff, but like Muddy Water, the first one I want to release from the EP is about a situation that, you know, you could have gone down and be drowned in and, you know, you could have let that situation weigh you down, but you were strong enough and brave enough to get out of it and, and you're better for it and you've learned from you've learned from a bad situation rather than kind of go down the same way. Yeah. Um, the second one, Bad Habits, is, you know, just sitting here watching Netflix or whatever and, and seeing a Louis Theroux documentary and looking at the whole kind of like, you know, it was kind of like it was about addiction really and, and uh, those binges that you have to find inspiration when, you, when you're when you're not having any when you've almost got not writer's block but you're like how do I inspire myself today what do you do you, you watch documentaries and when the, the Springsteen thing of putting yourself in, in other people's you know in, in other characters shoes that's what that one's about and then Signs is about the song about me and Georgia trying to get to, with each other and then Talk in the Morning is Life's too short. Why are we talking about this issue right now? Like, say, for example, you're at a gig, you have an argument, or you're talking about something that's so small. Life's too short. It's talking in the morning. Let's have a good time. So it's kind of a real broad... And that's the the reason why the EP is like that, because I didn't want every song to be about, like, just my upbringing. About, I think Muddy Waters is the best, kind of, without getting too much detail, because I have other songs that are, like, really detailed about me coming home, finding my mum crying, and, and, like, you know, dad having an affair and all that. And it's kind of like, okay... But we'll get to that, you know, there's, there's time for that to come out. Um, and I feel you've got to be brave to write like that, you know, and I'm trying yeah. to be, I'm trying to, but I felt, I was scared at first, but I felt a real kind of release from it. Should we go for a, um, our first? Yes, definitely. Uh, right, I'm going to let you push the 
106. The 106th biggest selling single of all time is The Beatles' Hey Jude. Oh my god. Number one in 1973. 1.15 million copies. Not bad? Not bad at all. But it's an absolute classic. It's hard to write classics, man. It, it, you're right, it is a closing song, isn't it? Yeah. What? I guess, touring with McFly, what was the closing song? Did it change throughout the years much? <laughs> oh my god, no. It was always Five Colours. Always- <laughs> but I'll tell you what changed, though. The, only, the ending, we always did an extended ending. And that became the feature. It was like, okay, there's the there's the three minute, 25 colours song. But here's the three minute, 20 ending. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's going to send the show. We, we went over like... Um, like so we do like... One, one would be like... Yeah, we like... So we'd be like... and then like stops and jump in and should we do another one yeah sorry if i destroy anyone's speakers man. <laughs> right 88 the 88th biggest selling single of all time in the uk is mariah carey all i want for christmas is you oh my god classic <laughs> so it's number two for years and years famously and then yeah. just reached number one but just the week after christmas last year well, everyone, I, I'd have thought it would have been number one every year. Like, it should be, shouldn't it? Yeah, that's crazy. Because that's like the Christmas song, isn't it? That kicks off everyone's Christmas. Um, exactly. What I was going to ask is, what is, is this your favourite Christmas song? Is this no, the best not. Christmas song? <laughs> I like, I like, no, no, it's not my favourite because I just think, um, but I'm, I'm a bit like that because it is everyone's favourite. It doesn't. It's also out. everywhere, so it's kind of almost like it doesn't need to be your favourite because you'll always hear it. No, I, do, I do like this. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I like the more obscure ones like... Simply Heavy. Yes, I love that I like, that's Yeah, that's favorite. a tune. I like... I, I'm, to, for me, I just stick on Buble's album. Classic. <laughs> I just stick on Buble's like... Can't go wrong. Christmas. Christmas yeah. must be really exciting again. Yeah. Um, or just really expensive. Well, well, it's, we've only had one year. Yeah. So um, what we did learn is we only need to get him. What we we only need to get him wrapping paper. Yeah. Because if we just wrapped up a box, he just plays with the box and the wrapping paper. So the thing inside is doesn't really matter. <laughs> I think you've got about so, two cheap Christmases in you. Yeah. So, ne- so next year and the year after, we're just gonna. Let him open our presents, and then he can play with the wrapping paper. Nice. <laughs> Christmas was always the one time when I was uber, uber busy. The only time I ever got to see my family. Yeah, didn't McFly constantly have, like, Q4 Crazy. releases? Crazy. Like, oh, and, you know, the, the stuff that goes, the work that goes on behind the scenes that you don't see before we release stuff is, like, all year, you know? Yeah. All year. Meetings, you know, discussing front covers like I'm doing I've been doing that now for two years about my yeah. own stuff you know so um, should we do it another one 115 so 115th best selling single of all time is Katy Perry's Raw oh cool number one in 2013 
Um, Stilgs feels quite fresh, that song. Yeah, 1.13 million sales. This wow. is like a proper motivational gym playlist yeah. song. Yeah. Um, do you have a gym playlist song? Um, I am weird with music in the gym because I'm very conscious that I make a lot of noise. Do so you? when I have yeah, when I have headphones in, you become when unaware of the yeah. Noise when I train, gym. I just make loads of noise. I'm like, yeah, and like you don't drop the weights on the floor, do you? Not that depends what I'm doing and depends how tired oh. I am. Yeah, but I'm one of them. I because I because I hate it. I have to get angry. Do you have a gym playlist specifically? Um, I'll ask you to show it to me. <laughs> I don't have a gym playlist. Oh. No. No. Dance music maybe is kind of my go-to. But I'm kind of going off that a little bit. Yeah. In the gym it gives me a bit of a headache. Yeah. <laughs> Sign of age. <laughs> um, I go for more motivational podcasts. Really? People yeah. talking? Yeah. You? Because like when you, when you have a guy that's like, I don't know, like SAS or something, or like some some guy that talks like, I don't know, he's talking about how the some nutritionist or some kind of like sports scientist is like, you know, when we train, it's all about the mind and body. I'm going, yeah, yeah. And it, it just gets me in a frame of mind that's like, pain is okay. Do you know what I mean? That's good. It sounds really I, weird, but... I should try that. Also, that Katy Perry song um, feels like one of those, it's a great track. Mm. It's almost like one of those scientifically created pop songs. Is it a Max Martin job? Yes. Wow. Yeah. And McFly, I always thought, managed to do that, but you were doing it yourselves. Mm. Did you work with other... You worked with other producers, right? Produ yeah, but mainly, like, our first producer ever was Hugh Padgett, who worked with Phil Collins and Sting, and, and he was more like just our producer. We were coming in with these songs, like... And then our second one was Jason Perry, who, oh, was a guy in the other day as well called Craig Hardy, he was amazing. He kind of helped us develop McFly, the, the McFly sound. And then Jason Perry is just like, you know, he's in a British rock band called A. Amazing energy, amazing vibe. And he was like our consensus to like, you know, become the fifth member in a way. So we never really had like, we never thought out songs like in a scientific way. Which really do. strong melodies. Yeah. But Tom's great at it. Tom's great at like getting melodies like finished and perfected and me and Tom always work really well together because he'd come in with something and I'd pull it another way and he'd pull me that way and I'd put it this way and that's how we got the McFly kinda I don't know, pop perfection, I don't know. Should we do another one? Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. One, two, three. Testing, testing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the 123rd best-selling single in the UK is Teletubbies Say Uh-Oh. Oh, oh my Teletubbies. God. That's so weird that's come up because that's my son's favourite thing to say. Is it? Yeah. All these years later. He just goes like this, Uh-Oh, when he drops something. <laughs> Still doing it. So wait, so it was... 
Number one in 1997. So that's wow. 22 Two years, years later. 22 years, yeah. And your son is still kind of referencing them. Maybe not realising, but... <laughs> well, what's mad is we just went to CBB land or whatever it is. Oh. And, and the telling somebody did a live show. How are they live? How are their vocals? Uh, good. <laughs> yeah. Wrong. Can't tell what they're saying. But, yeah. <laughs> but Coops loved it. It's just like, you know, um, it's mad because when you're not a dad, you never think ever. Like I was talking, my mate was there like, look at us now, mate. Before we'd be, you know, in a beaver at a pool party. <laughs> <laughs> and, now, and now we're uh, drinking sparkling water, watching the telly toys. Oh. <laughs> no, it's amazing because you, you just... To watch your kids learn and have fun. It's all you know, it's all about them now, you know what I mean? Excuse the pun. But it is <laughs> it's um your mentality switches. Yeah, so how so and again, this, a lot. Well this is why like this EP's mate like so important for me is because in my time of my life, like having a son, I feel like I needed to sort this stuff out before I you know, I need to teach him now why, you know, maybe he doesn't see the other side of you know, his other granddad or whatever, or it's just important. I feel like it was a great time to get this out and for him to look back and go, oh, Dad, that's great. And, you know, um, yeah, but he's, um, at the minute, he's obsessed with Teletubbies. One, one, three. Look at that. I have 13 on my arm and my hand. What is the 13 on your hand? 13. I feel like it's such a dark mentality, man. But 13 is literally like, started off bad, ended up amazing. Because, like, I think, like, my... Mum had a relationship, broke broke up again, then my granddad passed away, and then we ended up headlining high Park with a busted and going on this mad journey. So like from one literally one side to the other of that whole year, I just had to deal with so much, but then the pressure of the the high life. If you sound ridiculous, but the high the success of all that kind of What's for 2013? Yeah, because yeah. like I learned a lot that year. So the 113th biggest selling single is Donna Summer, I Feel Love, Ooh. number one in 1977. This is definitely a, like, getting in the mood song. Yeah, I can imagine my mum going, I love this song, getting on dancing. <laughs> uh, do you have, like, a getting in the mood playlist? <laughs> I have one playlist. <laughs> a song you wooed, you know, your wife to. Well, f- for us, that's Bonnie Vare because we had that as a first dance. Which, which we were very, very lucky um, at the time. Dougie was with Ellie and Ellie sang that for us with, oh, with wow. Tom playing guitar. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, what song? Sorry. It was Holocene and then it went into her version of How Long Will I Love You, which is amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. But Holocene, and we had the uh, lyrics of Holocene on, on our cake. Because I just, I don't know, like, in, in some, because the lyrics were, some way baby, a part of you, a part of me. And I like, find it so poetic, like, oh yeah, it's cool, like two souls kind of, you know, it's kind of, yeah, it's nice. All your friends must have been like, fuck's sake, we, we're not going to have to top that at a wedding <laughs> dance song. Well, I had to top Tom's best man speech, didn't I? So oh, yes. I was like, oh, well, I'll top it with oh, a performance yes. instead. <laughs> yeah. 43. So the 43rd biggest selling single is Avicii, Wake Me Up. Oh, wow. Big song. Big song. Big, big song. Number one in 2013. Who sings that? Aloe Black? Or is it John Legend? That's Aloe Black. Aloe Black. Aloe Black. Yeah. Who's just done a track with a, well, for Avicii's yeah. Austin's album. Yeah. Which is 
again, amazing song. Yeah. See, his story is really sad, man. Like it is. Um, yeah. I think people. It was sh- really shocking. Yeah. There's there's a real kind of like, and this is why I feel like you know not just anybody's story is important, but the, the more you know, the more we talk about mental health in music is mental health anywhere. But my where my expertise is, is in music. You know, it, it is everywhere, and I feel like it needs to be talked about because just my level of of anxiety and, and I just try to do it with no medication because I've seen people you know I've seen family I've seen friends try and overcome it with medication it just it just um, it just kind of numbs it for a bit and maybe it, it just wasn't right for me and I just tried everything I could um, possible to get out of it um, I don't know I just feel like it, when I spoke about it it helped a lot I remember speaking to Doug I was like Doug mate I had this weird like moment on TV the other day where I couldn't control my my thoughts and like I went dizzy and he's like me too and I was like oh my god I'm just sharing it with him I was like you I wasn't the only one that, that felt yeah. like I was dying you know and, but it, it gets deeper than that and I think with his thing like it's just so sad to see someone so successful and you know so healthy looking and yeah 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 and, and you know just uh, do what he did so well I think it's good I'm open you are talking about it because like they as the kind of narrative has been in it at the moment is not enough men discuss it openly enough just yeah. normalising the totally. talk around it because it's it's so common I think it's a sign of strength to share your weaknesses exactly to be, to be to vulnerable to is a sign completely of you know completely I think it's a massive sign of strength for anybody to be brave enough to share their weaknesses to share their yeah vul- vulnerability on the flip side of Avicii wake me up just because yeah. you know to turn the song to positive it is a banger it's absolutely banger yeah. real uplifting song uh, when was your last all nighter when did you last <laughs> day out all night and what did you do well it was definitely before Cube was born because I, I think I've only had one hangover in the um, 16, 17 months he's been born wow that's yeah. a good going yeah I mean I drink but it's like three or four pints it's not like eight pints onto the gin and tonics and then out out <laughs> Did that one hangover really teach you a lesson about not having a hangover with a young, yeah. young child? It's more that I know I have to be on it because my wife gets really bad hangovers. Oh. She actually went to the doctor and said, I... <laughs> she went to the doctor and I think I get bad hangovers the doctor laughed at her. Yeah. But no, no, there's something going on. She's allergic to something, I think. Oh, no. So, last all night, it was a while, a while it ago. It was a while ago, yeah. It was it probably, probably... Was it a stag do? Probably my stag do, like an all-nighter. Because I, I used my stag as a kind of lad holiday. I didn't want it to be like yeah. a stag stag. Because I'd never had a like a holiday where I'd been away with my friends. Because I moved down to London when I was 17, got in the band and never really did that kind of travelling thing. So I just want a five-day holiday with the boys and we just went to the villa. It was amazing. Ended up being six days because I extended it. I was at a pool nice. party and I extended the flight. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was amazing. Really nice. cool. Um, I also wanted to ask about um, The Voice. Yes. It's doing so well, isn't it? it, it yeah, I mean... It's, it's a dream. It's it's such a it sounds ridiculous, but it's an easy job for me, and it's a dream job. And why it's easy is because I was scared of it at first. I was like, when I asked to do it, um, it came about because I was like, oh, I want to do that. Um, I want to try and you know, be on the Voice, the adult version, right? I want to yeah. that. At the time, I think it was Ricky was leaving. I was like, oh, maybe you know, looking for some other northerner. <laughs> Northern quota. Yeah, he was in music. I was like, oh, I want to do it. And they were like, oh, we filled that space. It was Gavin, it was Gavin at the time that filled it. But we've got a kids' show coming out. Well, you know, we need to know. I was like, yeah, that sounds even like more fun. Because I taught like a kid. You know? <laughs> um, and I didn't realise how impactful my story is. Because at the time, I was like, I don't, 
are they going to be bothered? But they are really bothered. And my, just the experiences that I have, and because I didn't realize that my, my whole history is, is, is someone else's learning. Yeah. You know, someone else's, because I can kind of just, instead of trying to teach, I just tell them my story. So this is what I did. I've messed up in front of the queen. I've done this, I've done that. I failed here, I've done that. This is how I approach a gig. And they learn from that. So that's what's cool about it, is every individual coach teaches differently. So Jessie has her ways of like, she makes like, uh, she was teaching me this thing the other day where she does, she does like, um, lamb noise, like sheet noises to like, she was like, ah, 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 like these things to do her steps. I'm like, what is that? Like, it's crazy. And then Will's like super cool, like do let them do what they want. Um, <laughs> gets them in the mentality. Yeah. And then picks his more of like performance. Yeah. And I have my own way of like just getting the, the best out of them, making them believe in themselves. I try and mold them into something that they can take away from the show and be something at the end. You know, and I, I work with them, you know, like Courtney, for example, she went to America and she was my first ever finalist on the, on the show. Courtney and Erin, and I work with them both. Courtney, you know, she asked me for, for some advice. She, she wanted to release a single. I was like, no, so don't do it. So you're not ready. Just, just enjoy off the back of the show, go and do some gigs where some coaches just keep singing, keep playing gigs, don't release anything yet because as soon as you release something, people are going to judge you on that. Just keep doing that yeah. thing. And she went to America. America's Got Talent. Became this like huge like Janis Joplin vibe. Yeah. People got it over there. And now she's signed to Simon Cowell. And I'm not saying that if she'd have released that song, it would have been different, but I'm there for them. And, and that's what's cool. And Erin, she's singing on one, one, of the, uh, one of the songs that I've written. So it's nice to be able to work with them and, you know. What you're saying is you can tell them your story. Like you were fairly, quite young when McFly started, right? Yeah, like they, like these guys were only like a year too, but too younger than like yeah. what Dougie and I was, you know. There's a lot. There's a lot to tell there, really, isn't there? Yeah. Like loads, maybe. They seem. Stuff and... They seem really mature, though. They seem like every year, like especially this year, they they've seen the first two years, and then knowing how much hard work we expect, but also their mentality and their appreciation of music and willing to learn and willing to learn new stuff and not being so that's what's the beauty of it is there's no bad habits of like I've sang in clubs for years it's the only thing I know or like I've quit my job and I need to make it there's none of that it's just like I love music these are the people that I like but I'm open to more and I'm open to learn and they've got this complete like newfound organic love for it which is ace you know nice oh, that's such a nice thing to do it's cool and yeah. they, they, they're like sponges they, they listen and take yeah. them there's no like attitude, it's cool. The thing is, we don't say no, we just don't turn. And that's the difference. And once we explain that, we're like, look, there's a time and a place. Like, I I wasn't right for the audition I went to. They didn't want me. But the camera guy was Tom Fletcher. Like, there's always a reason for something. We wanted to... <laughs> oh my God, it's Niall. Nyla! What's happening? Hey, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just doing a podcast, mate. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> are you naked? <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, for the purpose of the podcast, yes, I am. <laughs> Brilliant. That is class. I'll give you a call back when I'm done the podcast. <laughs> Like, see you in a bit. <laughs> That's so funny. Good oh. friends. Yeah, I love that. That's a shame it's audio because he was yeah. it's just in his boxes. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. He's such a he's such a great lad.
so he's so like down to earth you know he's what I mean so like, um, yeah he's great see if I want to play football tonight I won't be able to because I've done my crying uh, damn I was about to say on that note we should let you go play football yeah, yeah. Well, that was fun thank you so much you're very welcome no problem Thank you so much for that, Danny. It was, it was great to hear him talk so fondly about the McFly years, which I'm sensing he's not quite done with yet, uh, as well as being so candid and open about his family and dealing with anxiety. If you enjoyed this episode, then I'd recommend listening to some of our previous Take The Hit episodes with Tom Walker and Radio One Scott Mills. We'd really appreciate it if you could rate and review us as well, as it really helps people to discover the show. Next week, I talk to hit producer Jonas Blue. Like I said, when I made Fast Car, it felt different. It, you know, that, that three minutes, 12 changed my life. Um, and yeah, it, it was part lucky as well. And then you, you have luck, and then after luck, you've got to have consistency. Hear that episode as soon as it's released by subscribing to Official Charts Take The Hit. And in the meantime, you can check out the official singles and albums charts as heard on BBC Radio 1, plus loads more on officialcharts.com.